Hello, everyone, and welcome back. This is the I Hear Design Podcast, and I'm your host, Robert Niemannen, Chief Content Director of Interiors and Sources, as you probably know if you've listened to this podcast before. What you may not know, however, is that we have a sister publication, uh, well, a couple of them actually, uh, but one of which is titled Meetings Today. And they recently aired a podcast that I thought would be a great share for today's episode because they discuss event design and how the approach to space planning for the meetings industry and convention centers is changing, which is really timely because we're starting to see the return of in-person events, um, not at the capacity that they were before, of course, but they are starting to come back online slowly but surely. So for today's broadcast, we're going to diverge from our regularly scheduled programming and air a conversation that staff writer Danielle Lebrecht recently had with Kevin Dana, Executive Director of Marketing and Product Development at Court Events on the Meetings Today podcast about uh, the guidelines and trends um, for meetings, events, and trade shows uh, during the current and post-COVID-19 world. So have a listen. I hope you enjoy today's episode. And as always, be well, everyone. Hey everyone, welcome to the Meetings Today podcast. I'm Danielle Lebrecht. Today we will be covering event design and layout trends and how the whole meeting space design approach has changed during the COVID-19 pandemic. This is pretty top of mind right now as we're starting to see some live meetings begin to move forward this fall and into 2021. We have Kevin Dana, Executive Director of Marketing and Product Development at Court Events, here with us today to share some of his expert insights on this topic. So thanks for joining us today, Kevin. You're welcome. Good morning, Danielle. I'm excited to be here with you. So to start us off, because of COVID-19 and the restrictions on gatherings and social distancing requirements, meetings and events pretty much came to a halt earlier this year. Um, but now as we're moving into late 2020 and into 2021, a lot of these guidelines are still in place, but there are some small gatherings that we're beginning to see move forward. Um, through our reporting at meetings today, we're starting to see trends like micro events, outdoor events, and hybrid events come to the forefront. And so my first question for you is from an events design perspective, are you seeing some of these same trends and if you are, how are you rethinking of designing event spaces as you plan for these? It's a great question. And yes, uh, we are at Court Events uh, already seeing, uh, you know, these smaller events, you know, pop up around the country. And it really depends on the jurisdiction. You know, of course, uh, you know, some markets are opening up faster than others, depending on what is allowed. Uh, we just saw that Las Vegas uh, is now allowing conventions uh, and meetings up to a thousand persons, depending on the size of the venue. But, you know, we're going to see venues limited uh, to anywhere from 25 to 50 percent capacity. And that's what we're seeing so far. Um, as far as rethinking design, you know, clearly there is, you know, many, many fewer people allowed in a particular venue. Um, and the, ven the events we've done so far have been mainly outdoors, but as we move into fall, we know that's not gonna be possible in most mm -hmm. parts of the country. Uh, so event designing, event designing events for this new reality in this lower capacity is, you know, of prime importance. Um, uh, one concept I really love, especially when we're talking about meetings, is the concept of own space. 
Uh, so, you know, each attendee at a meeting would get their own uh, chair with their own table and charging station if possible. So, you know, for the duration of any program event or meeting and conference, they would, you know, that's their own space. And so I love that concept because I think that's gonna help put people at ease if they know they have a physically distanced place, you know, to engage with the program for the duration. And so, you know, they're not having to share that with anybody else. Mm-hmm. Like a like a social bubble, basically. <laughs> exactly. You know, physically distanced, at least six feet apart. Uh, you know, you have to pay attention to space between chairs because um, if you don't have one-way traffic flow, you've got to provide more than six feet. Uh, you know, if you're doing two-way traffic flow, you really need 12 feet. So, you know, I we've seen meetings that, you know, have these individual... Uh, chairs, accent chairs, typically, you know, very comfortable chairs with that corresponding table. But, you know, the space between those chairs is much larger. And if you are going to do one-way traffic, you know, you it's decals on the floor and signage are a must. So mm-hmm. I think as we think about designing these meetings, we've got to think about you know, providing cues to attendees that maybe aren't always in your face, but you're more subtle. Certainly, you know, using dividers uh, help with wayfinding, you know, the decals. So there's many ways you can do it um, to also make it seem like it's uh, a comfortable environment. You don't want signs everywhere mm-hmm. <laughs> warning people about, you know, danger. So, uh, yeah. That's that's certainly what we're seeing. Right. And that kind of leads me into my next question where, you know, like you said, we're seeing venues opening up now, but they're limited by, you know, capacity restrictions based on whatever state or city you're in. And also a lot of these venues have raised their frequency of cleaning. There's a huge emphasis on sanitation of their spaces um, and enacting different safety measures to assure attendees that they are entering a safe environment in these buildings. How else are you using event space design to reinforce this sense of safety and comfort for attendees? Like you said, I think that's going to be pretty key to getting live meetings back up and running, um, is making attendees feel both safe and comfortable. Well, I think it begins uh, with the communication beforehand, you know, um, providing uh, a, an outline, a guideline for attendees, you know, digitally before they arrive, having, you know, them pre-registered. Uh, so when they arrive, they know what to expect. And one of the most important things, and, you know, it does relate to design because, you know, as soon as an attendee has, you know, felt comfortable enough to come to a meeting for the first time in months. Uh, When they arrive, I think it's really important to have a safety manager or a safety greeter there to kind of put them at ease, give them uh, the lay of the land. Uh, And what we're really seeing are wellness checkpoints. So, Mm. you know, a counter set up, you know, with where they can get their, you know, temperature checked. and, and learn about kind of the lay of the land when they get there. And then that safety manager or greeter then can kind of direct them to where they need to go. 
um, you know, within the space. So their own space, like I spoke of earlier. Um, and I think, you know, the wellness checkpoints is going to become the norm for a while. Yeah, I think um, even when we're in the clear after this pandemic, I think the overall emphasis on health and safety and wellness will probably be a lasting thing that we see at events going forward. Um, yeah. Um, I wanted to add too, you know, some people are going to arrive um, with someone else in their own social bubble too. So, you know, we do have to think about um, areas, you know, where uh, eating in particular, you know, we, we, we talked about maybe dinner for one where you scatter tables in a cafe, you know, cabaret setup with one chair, but we've heard, well, people, if they arrive with a second person, you know, they're comfortable sitting together with them. So, you know, there's, there has to be a lot of uh, forethought about extra seating. So maybe, you know, there's extra chairs. So if somebody is comfortable sitting with somebody else, they can find a chair or have, you know, one of the safety managers bring another chair to that table so they can sit together. Um, especially, you know, going to design those large sectionals, um, I think, are going to be a lot more comfortable for people than like a love seat. Mm -hmm. uh, and what we've done in event design is we're using large sectionals to create, you know, this this you know uh, uh, row of seating, but placing individual like C tables that go over uh, seats. So once again, you are providing a visual cue that, oh, you can't sit there, but you know, there's no signage. People will just intuitively know, you know that table is there to you know, keep that seat from being used. Right, kind of a follow-up question to this. Networking is usually a huge piece of events. That's usually you know, attendees, one of their favorite parts of an event or one of the main reasons they attend an event is to network with their colleagues. And in the past, for, you know, the furniture use has gotten really creative for those sessions. How, how have you been rethinking the networking spaces too, since that is so face-to-face -face and so social? Is there different furniture you're considering? Is plexiglass a big part of things? I'm just kind of curious what you're thinking around that. Yes, we have introduced uh, a complete line of health and safety products, uh, including, you know, bar and counter plexi and also freestanding, you know, acrylic dividers. And so we are using those in design. But once again, you know, you, you have to be careful about how many you use because you don't want it to look like a sterile antiseptic environment. But I do think that, you know, incorporating these in between some of you know accent chairs or individual seating does help to provide a little bit um, a greater sense of safety for attendees um, when it comes to divining networking or designing networking spaces again the footprint has to be much much larger you know to be able to create lounge spaces again with a a seat and a table an individual table for each person uh, i think you know, communal coffee tables and are are going to be out for a while. Mm -hmm. I think side tables that you know is are individualized for each seat are going to be much more important. Sure. Um, so transitioning a little bit, I want to talk 
more about the role that technology is going to play going forward. I think it's safe to say that technology is more important than ever to the meetings and events industry, especially since any meeting that happened probably in the first half of 2020 was 100% virtual. Um, and yeah. as venues are prepping for the return of face-to-face -face meetings, I've seen a lot of them preparing for what we're calling hybrid events, where they're creating broadcast rooms specifically to stream live meetings to attendees who choose not to attend in person. Um, I'm wondering if you've seen this too and how you might recommend that these particular spaces be designed to keep virtual attendees attention and make it feel like they're part of the event. Um, I would imagine that it needs to be more than just a speaker in front of a computer screen with a blank wall. <laughs> it absolutely does. Uh, we like to call these uh, programs glocal. So it's global and local. Uh, you know, they're definitely going to be smaller local regional gatherings with that broadcasting element to live stream to remote attendees. And in terms of design, um, there's a couple of ways to go about this. I love the, uh, the talk show setup where, you know, you might have a moderator sitting, you know, behind a desk and a couple of comfortable chairs in front of it with individual tables that's physically distanced. Um, incorporating greenery and you know warm lighting you know accessories you know rugs just making it feel um, like a very comfortable environment um, set up in that talk show uh, format that you know really lends itself to more of an entertainment environment because you know you're gonna have to entertain and inform and you know deliver content more like I dare I say a TV show than a classroom and so then you can, you know, live stream that out to attendees in regional um, uh, meetings that are much, much smaller. Uh, also, you know, when we speak about technology in the room for the attendees that are there, uh, I think you're going to see more large monitors uh, around a room uh, on the stage, uh, just so people aren't, you know, having to cluster around a monitor. Mm -hmm. and uh, mobile phones, you know, mobile devices are going to be paramount because that's really the way to keep your attendees engaged. And, you know, whether you're using a live chat feature, um, you know, for real-time comments, questions, polls, um, all of those things are really going to uh, be used together to create a more engaging environment, you know, for those people that are off-site mm -hmm. so they can, you know, uh, transmit their their questions immediately to that talk show environment. Um, and I do think if you're using an, uh, a stage environment, a, a more traditional stage environment with a lectern, um, again, the same design should go into that. You know, of course, you're going to have physically distanced chairs on that stage. Um, no communal microphones, of course, um, but also creating, you know, the design of the stage with, you know, greenery and, you know, color that's and lighting that's warm to make attendees feel more comfortable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I wanted to talk about the decor and colors a little more because like you said before, it's 
Absolutely rightly so that there's a huge emphasis on cleanliness, sanitation, the spaced out seating designs and the plexiglass barriers. Those are all really important moving forward. Um, but it can create a sort of sterile or take the liveliness and fun out of an event. So can you talk, maybe elaborate a little bit more about small touches that you can use to bring some of the fun and the comfort back into an event, maybe using colors or decor or different furniture, um, what would you recommend in that area? Yes, absolutely. So uh, in my position at court, you know, I'm every year I was attending, uh, you know, major furniture shows, both in Europe and the US to stay on top of what the trends are, because the trends in furnishings, you know, definitely are important and relate to design for meetings and events. And so the trends that were uh, happening before COVID are still happening. And um, in terms of color, you know, we've been in kind of a blue uh, environment for the, you know, the color blue in all shades has been very popular in the last couple of years, but we were seeing already uh, green becoming more prominent and green in all shades. And that was a major trend that was already happening. And now it just coincides with uh, what's happened with the pandemic. And it just so happens that green is the color of health and wellness. Mm -hmm. And so I think you're going to continue to see green become more important in decor and design for meetings and events because it is that, you know, it's a calming color and it does signal, you know, wellness and safety. So uh, green definitely. And in terms of design, um, we were seeing Art Deco design really come on strong, you know, Art Deco and uh, Danish modern as well. And that trend just happens to play well in this environment too, because lots of like soft velvets, and, you know, very comfortable, uh, you know, furnishings um, with lots of design details, whether it's, you know, design stitching or prints, um, and then lots of uh, natural elements too, like possibly grasses and I mentioned greenery. So I think that trend, you know, this eclectic environment that really takes a lot of different elements and puts them together, um, lends itself to this environment because attendees again are going to be very hesitant to come back. And when they get there, you want to make sure that they are comfortable and the, the the setting that you provide should really feel like home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I guess um, as you've been monitoring trends, you said that a lot of trends you were seeing pre-pandemic still apply now. Are there any new things on the horizon for maybe 2021 or 2022 that the design community is talking about that you think could apply? Or are we still kind of waiting to see where the next few months take us in terms of being able to gather again? Well, you know, in terms of furnishings, you know, I mentioned side tables were already a big trend uh, because, you know, they were easily moved around, um, you know, so as people networked and moved around, they could always have a table with them. But now they, like I said, they relate now to uh, this environment because now it's part of the owned space and you can get your small table with your seat. Um, other trends, you know, uh, you know, Danish modern furnishings were also trending and lots of curved, soft uh, design elements were trending. And I think that continues to trend, you know, lots of rich fabrics like uh, 
uh, short sheep fur, bow fur, that type of thing, you know, again, creating a very um, organic uh, feel mm -hmm. in an event by using these, you know, soft forms and colors um, to make uh, attendees feel more comfortable. So I think the continuation of the softening of furniture, you know, not so boxy, but more organic, I think uh, that trend is going to continue to uh, get, you know, bigger when it comes to design. Mm -hmm. And finally, my last question for today, and you touched on this a little bit earlier, but I'd just like to get your, your thoughts. Um, when this pandemic is over, hopefully sooner rather than later, um, do you think a lot of these design and layout shifts that have happened because of the pandemic will remain, you know, this emphasis on social distancing and more attention to overall health? Do you think this will be a really big factor when planning events moving forward, whether they're small or large? Um, I guess to sum it all up, has this fundamentally changed how we design event spaces? I do think so, uh, especially in the short term. Um, I like to use the term physical distance for social connection. So rather than social distancing, because you know the reason why you attend a meeting or an event is to have that connection and to network. And so that desire is still there, um, but people are really gonna be reticent you know, for the next couple of years, I think, you know, to come back. And so I don't think we're going to be designing the way we were uh, pre-pandemic. We're going to be thinking about, you know, more space for people to move around in so they can, you know, keep the physical distance um, and then design so they can still network, but, you know, maybe a little bit further apart. Uh, I was talking to somebody about music and entertainment and, you know, you're going to have to really think about, you know, music's going to have to be lower because I do think people are going to continue to keep their distance for a little while. And, and I do think that masks, um, you're going to see those at meetings and events, at least for the next year where, you know, they're going to be required for most programs and, and trade shows as well. So, um, you know, to, to, to emphasize the things that we're doing now in design, um, are going to continue. And I'm going back to my original first po point about owned space, especially mm -hmm. when it comes to a meeting, assigning those spaces in advance, you know, communicating, you know, how an event or a meeting is going to be run, and then making sure that they, attendees, when they get there, you know, know what to expect. Yeah. Well, this has been really helpful. You've given us a lot to think about, a lot of actionable advice for meeting professionals who are actively planning live events right now. So thank you so much for sharing your perspective on these topics today, Kevin. I really appreciate it. You're welcome, Danielle. This has been uh, fun. So. And for those of you listening, you can see some layout design examples that Kevin referenced um, and that we discussed on meetingstoday.com slash podcast if you're interested in learning more or reach out to court events. You can also find a whole library of additional podcasts on important topics in the meetings industry on our website or on your favorite podcast platform. Um, and we also have plenty of free webinars, helpful articles, and more to help you guys navigate these tough times. So that wraps things up for today. Thank you all for tuning in and have a great week.